How do I start this thing? Have you plugged the bloody USB in? Yeah, it's in. Nah, man, that's the wrong port. Oh, wait, it's flashing now. Is it re- Oh, wait, it's recording. Well, let's start this thing, fool. Hello, everyone. I'm Amelia. Hi, I'm Sam. Welcome to Ask the Duo podcast, a podcast where we get deep into those late night, unfiltered conversations. We'll be discussing all things lifestyle, relationship, mindset, and more. All right, let's get to it. Yeah, so last night um, I was doing some work on the car and I managed to cut my uh, poor old thumb quite uh, deep. What did you do? Um, I was installing sound deadening in the doors. So um, I think a few episodes ago I was talking about how I was looking up like different sound systems, stereo speakers, that sort of shit for cars. Yeah. So. But how'd you cut your finger? Well, I had to pull apart the doors. Mm. So there's exposed metal and shit like that. So sticking my fingers in there, giving a good finger popping. That's gross. Um, managed to cut myself pretty badly, but it's okay. Well, it's kind of common, <clears throat> common with doing working on cars because there's always random metal parts like sticking out of random places. Yeah, even I had gloves on too, so and they're pretty thick, and hmm. it still managed to cut through it. But um, does it sound good? Did you test it? Um, I only managed to just do the left side of the car, but yeah, there seems to be a significant difference in clarity of sound. Just the way... Coming from the sound expert himself. Yeah. To explain it in a way where people can understand. So in a car door, it's very empty. So when you have sound vibrations and stuff like that, it echoes. So Mm. when you close the door, you can actually hear sound echoing from the outside. Yeah. But with the sound deadening, um, it's very closed, very deep. So bass and mid-bass vocals is very defined. Yeah. So you can tell a difference, but... But that's also interesting because if you say that the car door's empty, so think about the safety of a car. So when someone crashes into you, all you've got is a sheet of metal that's protecting you from the outside world. Pretty much. Um, it's actually quite scary how empty it is Yeah, inside. Like, yeah. If you think about a house that have like insulation and all the other stuff in between, like you would think a car would have something similar. Well, it does, but it's it's thin metal, so it um, it's probably not as structurally mm. reinforced, if you want to call it that. But then I guess you don't want a car too heavy because then it'll like it won't move as efficiently. Yeah, because it's heavy. There's weight, so weight obviously the balance and like, yeah. The whole. But I mean, it feels like a European car when you close and open doors now. What's, like, what's the difference with? Japan European. So European cars have sound deadening by standard. Yeah. So when you open and close the door, so you feel a big difference. Like say if you were like a European door, when mm. you close it, it's very heavy. You can feel the weight as you're moving it. Ah, uh, okay. That's why their sound systems are so much better than Jap yeah. stuff. Interesting. Well, keen to see when you finish it and what that sounds like. Mm. And jumping back and continuing off from what we did last episode when we were talking about our personality personality tests from the MyBriggs, we are going to relate that and tie it in in terms of what, how we see that work or how it 
affects our friendships, our own relationship with each other, and potentially career and career paths, and you as a colleague. Mm. Yep, let's jump straight into it. So let's discuss, you know, how, how do you see it, like your personality type? Do you think your friends have similar personalities obviously you don't know until they do the test but in terms of what you've known them for because you've known your friends for so long do you think they have similar personality types just trying to think i think my friends are quite diverse in personality perspective there's probably i wouldn't say we are identical but we have the same viewpoints when it comes to i guess a train of thought so um, self-development, uh, self-growth um, in our own individual rights. Like we all try to drive each other uh, individually. So um, most of the my friends are more individually, what's that word? Like when it comes to work, they are very driven. They mm. know where they need to go. They know which direction they need to choose. Mm-hmm. And they have that career path sort yeah. of defined. Yeah. Um, in terms of them as an individual, um, it's all kind of diverse. I mean, you've got some guys that are, are more soft. Like introverted or some are oh. extroverted. Yeah, some of them are – I'd say majority of them are extroverted, but there are a few that are sort of introverted. Mm. But, I mean, we are quite diverse and it kind of works when we're together, I guess. Yeah, but in a friendship, do you think – you need to have similar personality types or are you, are you a person who thinks that you can have complementary personality types? You'll probably be better off having a similar personality type. Yeah. Obviously, depending on what type specifically, it may clash. Mm-hmm. But in our, or in my situation, it works hand in hand because one, we are all across the same sort of mind frame, mm-hmm. train of thought. And how we drive each other, it complements each other. Yeah. So I think it um, it can be important in my case where we are all very similar in in our personalities. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because the reason why I asked that is because for my one, uh, INTJ, I always forget what I am. What did I get? Yeah, INTJ, A. Eh? Yeah, INTJ is just saying that I find it so because my INTJ A is a really rare type it's hard for me to find people that are similar to me which I can definitely resonate to because I do struggle like I'm not saying that it's a bad thing because I know I think my friendship group it's similar to yours we have a diverse type of personality group but I wouldn't say there's anyone in that group that's similar to me and I think for me, I it would be good to see what it's like to have a friend that has the same personality types so I can kind of relate and tell them something and they can understand like a one-for-one level and be like, yeah, I get that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's interesting to see from that point of view, but I definitely understand and agree that it's good to have a diverse thing because even in work, 
you can't have someone that has the same only the same skill set so if i'm a designer and you have five designers but no leadership or no one that's doing like the development and have the technolo- technological side of things then this business can't run because everyone only knows design but they don't know leadership they don't know technical side of things they don't know back end and stuff like that so it needs to work together with a diverse range of personality yeah of course you need that that mixture mm. in order for things to to basically move yeah yeah one thing i found out cuz like the really good thing about the 16 personality site it has these like I guess, pull out quotes, which kind of sums up a little bit of what your personality type is. And the first thing that um, they pulled out was the most I can do for my friends is simply be his friend, which I think is really true for me because I don't seek much in a friendship. I'm very low maintenance where it's borderline where people might think that I've just disappeared off the scales and just gone MIA. But in my personality is that I don't need to see someone every single day or weekly or monthly. I can, you know, like I haven't seen them for six months and I catch up with them. And I'm talking about catching up with a friend that I truly see as a friend, not just like a surface level, hey, hi, how are you going kind of thing. Mm. I feel like we can just pick up from where we left off. I'm not a person that's like, okay, we haven't seen each other for six months, like, this is awkward, what am I going to talk about? Like, I don't know what they've been doing, blah, blah, blah. I'm truly invested in just catching up and be like, hey, how are things? What have been doing? What happened to this last time we were talking about that? And stuff like that. So it's just simply being the friend. Like, I don't expect anything out of it, like, more than just being a friend. Mm. Like, everything is just really simple. So I think that's a really good quote. Do you get one as well for yours? Um, I do, but I don't really understand the quote. What I mean, I say? can read it, but it's not easy to stand up to a personality as big and blustery as commanders. And they often, well, they too often find that others crumble under the force they apply when they start to really enjoy themselves. So I mean I, yeah, I don't I get it. And why is you so long? <laughs> I don't I don't really understand what that quote is really mm. trying to imply. But I mean, just from reading that, it's I'm perceiving as if because commander's personality is so strong mm. that because we are so I guess assertive mm. people and I would say Take independent, you can stand on your own and you don't conform. Similar to me, you don't break down or conform to something. So someone stands up to your your views or your opinions. Yeah, potentially. I mean, I, I don't understand what that really means. But, hey, for the guys that are listening, if you understand what that means, please tell us in the comments because I don't really understand what yeah that and comment below you're also an Ian was it ENTJ mm. yeah yep. that'd be really interesting just to see what if they have similar personalities <clears throat> to you as well but was there something else in that friendship explanation that stood out to you or you feel like yeah. actually resonated yeah there is uh, one section that they've sort of commented that Commander friendships are built on ideas mm. and a lot of what they enjoy 
or find enjoyment out of is a repartee or putting thoughts forward, defending them from assault from every angle. So I guess what that's sort of implying is friendships for commanders are built on various different things. So for an example, like if we share a passion for deep and meaningful conversations to enjoying like your cars or something. Yeah. It's like treasuring those kind of characters Mm. um, and keeping them within that sort of group. I think that makes sense because the thing that I really think you do well is no matter where you go, I think this is also a little bit of that extroverted side of you. And, you know, your workplace has turned over so many different staff, but every single time you have a new staff or someone who works alongside you, you can just pick up and make friends with them and become really close to them really fast. And you find a common interest and you bond over that. And I find that really interesting because for me, I struggle to do that. Like one thing that they said about this personality that I have is, it's hard for me to find friends and maybe because I can't resonate or, you know, I don't, I'm very, I'm more closed. I don't open up easy. Whereas like you open up, like not talking about person, personal life things, but you just open up and just find a bond over something and you can just, you know, chat for days over that. Whereas I purely go straight to seeking for like the deeper meaningful things. And if I don't really see that, I'm a bit skeptical or like am scared to open up in that way because a lot of my conversations are about deep conversations and I don't want to open that up to anyone and everyone. Yeah, which is understandable. And yeah. it's the same thing for me too. Like I don't I never talk about my personal stuff unless I really trust you. Yeah. And I need I need to earn that trust from you before I can start yeah. talking about my own stuff. But the difference between you and me though, I feel is that you are still able to have those small talk conversations and you're fine with that. Whereas for me, sometimes I don't see the worth in small talk. Sometimes I'm just like, you know, what's the point? Like I really truly just believe in deep conversations and anything outside of that, I feel like I wouldn't say it's useless or it's not worthy or it's not worth my time kind of thing. I don't know the right word. It's just more like it's not my preference. Mm. Like sometimes I just feel like if you're just going to stand there and be like, hey, how's the weather? Or like, the weather looks so good there but then that's the end of the conversation it doesn't lead anywhere i'm like what was the point of that yeah i mean i can understand where you're coming from because there are times where i feel like i don't want to do small talk conversations it depends on the situation too like i'm not saying that every single time i'm like i don't want to do that yeah of course but it's how do i explain it so i don't sound like a dick well to be honest it's the same thing as me like even there's moments where I go to social gatherings and I just don't feel like small talking mm. or not even just that. Like, say if we go to Muay Thai, like I don't talk to most of the guys there. Mm. Like, yeah, the people there are friendly, but sometimes I don't choose to yeah. have those conversations because it's just like, well, I'm here to do a specific thing. Mm. Yeah, it's a social thing. So I probably should be more sociable, but I, it just takes me some time to sort of mm. vibe with certain people because I'm quite picky. I think, yeah, I understand that. I think for me it's more like I like to observe 
people this i think this applies more if i'm like in a new space and i wouldn't say new as in like my first week i'm talking about maybe first three months or something like that i would be more quiet and observe because i need to know that these people and their actions are you know worthy or like they're trustworthy and that's why i stay quiet and i'm not willing to open up even for small talks until i know that um they're yeah like trustworthy i mean i i do the same thing too though yeah i like, think i'm more i lead more towards the skeptical side of things i think for me it, i'm similar in the fact that i would stay quiet and observe i like to observe mm. because um, I can tell people by their personality. Yeah, and just so, the actions that they yeah. do. Yeah, and that's how I gauge if I want to fuck with that person or not. Yeah. So I'm similar in that fact. Yeah, and I think a lot of people. I, I'm not like putting this as like a definite answer. A lot of people are afraid of silence and afraid of just you know not no action happening. Whereas I'm completely okay if I sit in a room, say with my boss. And we don't talk. I honestly feel fine with that. I don't feel like I need to fill up that silence and be like, you know, I need to think and say something or like and something needs to fill up the space so that we're not dead silent. It's the same thing with me. Yeah. I'm comfortable with quietness. Yeah. And then there are times where, you know, I might just strike a conversation. Yeah. Just for the sake like, of it. If it's a social event where you're there to network, yes, I will make a conversation because you're there to network, you're not there to stay quiet. So in that situation, so I really just assess the situation and where I'm where I'm at and if I, you know, should be talking or not or like kind of just gauge also when I need to make the small talk and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah, I understand where you're coming from and i think it's kind of good to sort of observe first mm. and then play your cards from that point yeah because i mean it just depends on the, the social environment where you are so yeah which leads into like the next thing that it was talking about for me with friendships um moving like you know linking back to how i was saying that sometimes like I'm okay to not see a friend for six months, but I can still connect with them six months down and not feel awkward. So I'm a my personality is I find pleasure in my own company, which I truly do, um, and I find it liberating to let the guards down and be completely and utterly themselves with a friend that they know that they can trust. So that kind of links back to what I was saying before. Like it's not that I don't want to open up. But when I find a friend that I can trust in and open up, it's, like, very freeing. Like, I can resonate and they can understand me. And at the same time, I can enjoy my own company. Like, it can go either way Mm. and it doesn't really, you know, matter too much to me. And just... As long as the friendship is, like, a close friendship, like, it's not, you know, just a random friend or something. Yeah. Um, I was just going to comment on mine... I just managed to see this little section that they made comments on, Mm. which kind of resonates with how I feel, but they're saying that a bulk of the commander's friends will likely fall into the analyst category Mm. because all these types share the same passion for logical, far-reaching ideas and critical debate. Do you think that's true? Yeah, because it's saying, well, the comments here is, anyone who can match the commander's ability to brainstorm... Mm and theorize with will find them an honest and dedicated friend 
Yeah. Which is true because I resonate with people who can challenge me with a conversation. Yeah. Like a deep, meaningful conversation. Yeah, they vibe on your same wavelength kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I think it's true. Like, definitely you have a close-knit group of friends rather than, like... Like, you have a lot of friends, I would say, but, like, in terms of true, close, best friends, you have, like, a close-knit of... And they're all quite similar, and they do... You know, they're not afraid to challenge you, and you're not afraid to challenge them, and they you know, speak up just as like you do and they're very honest and straightforward, which is what was an eye-opener for me when I saw your friend group because it's very different to the type of friends that I've known throughout Mm. my life and how straightforward they are to you. I think is actually really good and it's a rare find to have a group like that. Yeah, of course. It's hard to find people in that same wavelength Mm. or vibe. Well, just have the ability to be honest. And I'm not talking about being nice, kind of honest, like saying, yeah, your dress looks really nice or like, you know, I love your outfit or like, no, I don't like the color pants on you. Like they truly, if you're being stubborn or if you're doing something like you're being a dick or you're being too, you're taking things too far with a certain friend, they're like, dude, you got to stop. Like, they actually tell you that and they're not afraid to tell you. Mm. And, like, dude, you're just being a fucking dickhead right now. Like, you can't do this. Like, they actually tell you, which is what I find rare because a lot of people are honest with the nice things, but they're really scared to be honest for the things that challenges you or hits It's confrontational. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. confrontational as well. Yeah. And that's – I think – Friends or friendships, or I wouldn't even say friendship. I say close friends, mm. best friends. That's what a relationship should be like. You yeah. should be open, honest, transparent, and you should be able to talk and communicate in that way. Because yeah. you know, if you see something that this person is doing, you should be comfortable to approach the person and be like, yeah. "Bro, you need to relax." Calm your tits or whatever it is. Yeah, it has to be go both ways. It can't always just be like happiness, sunshine, flowers and daisy fields and shit like that. It has to be the good and the bad. Of course. Yeah. And that's what I like. I like people coming to me and be like, bro, you got to chill out or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the friends part. So let's move on to the romantic relationships. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I think we can touch on this part, but a lot of the stuff I think we already know and it's quite similar to uh, some of the things that we've talked about previously. But one one part that I found really interesting was this makes total sense to me and it makes sense as to something that we've talked about in the physical attraction episode. It says, advocates look beyond surface level attraction and understand whether or not they're compatible. So looking in, again, deeper connection, I think this is just the main theme of INT, INFJs, is just deep connection. So in that episode, I did say that for a lot of people, you might be like, oh my God, that guy's really cute, or I can't stop thinking about this guy because he's really good looking or something like that. But for me, I've never looked at things that way. Like, I find people attractive when I get to know their personality and when I think that they're caring, very gentleman or something like that, that's when I start get attracted to that person. Same thing as watching a TV drama. The main character might not be that 
good looking in my eyes, but in the end, at the very end of the whole entire series that I've watched, and you see how caring or kind they are, that's when I'm like, oh my god, I really love this guy. So I think this makes sense. It's just looking beyond the surface level attraction. And that's <clears throat> that's a good thing to note, is the fact that you obviously look at things more than the normality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you seek that deeper affirmation when it comes to not attractiveness, but people and their characteristics and personality. Yeah, well, I there's nothing wrong with having the physical attraction or having that as one of your preferences, I would say. But yeah, like there's more meaning behind. It's more a meaningful relationship when you know you can connect to someone emotionally as opposed to just physical attraction. Yeah. Um, was there anything interesting for yours? Yeah, this one section basically says mature commanders are able to recognize and adopt to the needs of their partners and know that even the most rational individuals have emotional needs that need to be met. So... That talking about you or the partner? Talking about me. Oh, yeah. So... Mature commanders are obviously capable of adapting to different scenarios mm. and ba- basically tailoring themselves to their partners to make it work and to, to have a, like resulting in a long-lasting, like satisfying relationship. Yeah. It's being able to work with a partner um, in all aspects. Yeah. I think that's that's quite true because, you know, you're not stubborn in a way where it's like, this is what I need, this is what I expect in a relationship, this is what I thought a relationship would be like and you're stuck to that thought. Like once a conflict happened and say I'm like, hey, I'm unhappy with how this ended up, can we please do things this way or something like that, you're very open and be like, okay, yep, if that's what you need or if that's what makes you happy. Like it's it's not like you always conform to that and be like, yeah, if that makes you happy, I'll do it. Like, within reason, like, you would be like, that's not feasible. Like, I can't come home every single day at 4 o'clock just because you need me there or something like that. Like, you'd be like, okay, let's try make time every single day to have a date or have our alone time so that we can have our valuable time together. Like, things like that. Like, you're willing to work to make things work. Yeah. And you're not stuck to one way and that's it. That makes sense. Which kind of merges merges in well with what this thing here says about advocates or INTJs, INFJs. I tend to gravitate, or our personality type, tends to gravitate towards people or a certain partner who just appreciates them for who they are rather than people that are like, oh, hey, you need to dress better or something like that or try and change their like, who they are just for them. Like, they find people who just truly appreciates them for who they are as a person, which is really true because I'm a very weird person, (laughs) as you should know. But Mm. you truly accept me for my weirdness. Like, you don't be like, hey, you got to tone down that weirdness and, you know, stop being like that because people will just find you weird and you're just as weird and you actually just accept me truly for who I am. Well, yeah. I mean, I I don't care. 
Like, yeah. you are who you are. You yeah, so I mean? it's so. just saying, like, I think some of these things do point out some things that are quite true within us. Mm. There's, like, these little pull-out quotes within these explanations on your personality. And one of the pull-out quotes for a romantic relationship, it says that, for INFJs, love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. I don't exactly understand the second half of it, but where it says love comes naturally, I think it's quite true because, to be honest, you're my only serious relationship I've ever had and potentially kind of like my first relationship in a way. And so from that, I never had any previous experience in a proper relationship, right? And I feel like that aside, me dating you for the past nine, ten years, everything has felt very natural. Like, I just feel like I just know what I need to do to make the relationship work. And same with you. Like, we've just worked together so well. And I wouldn't say we had a lot of challenges or conflicts or anything of that and when it does happen we just know how to work together to make things work Mm. yeah that makes pretty good sense in the fact of when you actually look back in the timeline of us i guess being together it's been quite natural yeah do you think me taking on this whole relationship and i would say this challenge as being in a relationship do you think i've taken it on quite naturally just knowing what to do at the right times. And I stuff. wouldn't say knowing what to do. I think it's just being yourself mm. is the best naturalness. Yeah, being in I a guess relationship. You can take it that way too. Like, you yeah. I mean, you don't need to perform in a certain way to excel. You, yeah. It's just we just live our lives like day to day. But it's like no stress. It's kind of just like, well, yeah, we work well together in that fact. Yeah, and then if there are challenges, it's just being open to make a change or discuss or come to an agreement on how we can move forward from there. Yeah, and that's funny because talking about that, I just saw this little section. It's saying that people with commander personality types are in it to win and will gladly take leading roles in relationships from the start, assuming personal responsibility for now for how smoothly things go and working actively actively to ensure a mutually rewarding experience. So romantic relationships for a commander is serious business and commanders are in it for the long haul. It's like they're not Yeah. They're not like they're they're not fucking around. They're working with you as if it's like a job. I wouldn't say a job more okay. A mission. Yeah. It's like we're we're in it to work together for the yeah. long haul. But is that what you had in mind? Like when you say at the very start of getting into this relationship, is that what you had in mind? Like you're there to work hard and work for it for the long run to make it work? No, that's just how I see relationships. In general. In general. Like yeah. I don't, like I said, like a previous episode, I don't go into relationships for the sake of relationships. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm there to actually be there long term, not yeah. fucking around kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point though. You know, another good thing to add on top of that is with a commander's personality, we keep our eyes on the long term. Like if I determine that the relationship is sort of going nowhere or mm. it's dying, I'm willing to just cut my losses and say fuck off, see you later. Yeah, that is true though. Which 
outside of relationships, I can see that. Yeah, like you as a person, that's just what what you are. Like you just don't want to waste time. You don't want to waste other people's time either. And, you know, if it's clear that this is the direction it's going, you're just like, like it's not that you're like, oh, see you later, just walk out. But you're just saying that this is not the best for us or this situation, whatever it is, whether it's work, relationship, friendships, you're still like that. Yeah, which goes pretty hand in hand Mm. in that fact. Yeah, but for me, I feel like these personality tests, whether it's friendship, romantic relationship, I feel like there shouldn't, like, yeah, there is a a definition or difference between the two, but at the same time, I feel like they should be classified as one because friendship or romantic relationship, you should still be the same or should still kind of have similar ways you work around these things. Yeah, which makes sense because, I mean, there shouldn't really be, I feel, a clear definitive difference between friendship and relationships. Though maybe in this case it's defining an actual romantic relationship as opposed to just me and you being hoo-ha friends, you know what I mean? Yeah, and maybe a bit of the attraction side of things, like how you find attraction in terms of emotionally or spiritually and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that's pretty much the gist of what I have for relationships and friendships. So it's pretty short. Mine's, like, one page pretty much. Mine's, like, three pages. I think mine is long because my whole entire personality is based on a lot of feelings and, you know, just caring for others and it's all about the feelings and emotions around people. So I think that's why mine is so long, whereas yours is just very action-based, especially being a commander. Mm. Yeah, it's very straightforward, no bullshit. Yeah. That sort of stuff. But, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Think, yeah, this is definitely an interesting test, and I enjoy doing it every once in a while because just to see what comes up. Obviously, I don't live my life by this as if it's a Bible, but it's just good to have it show what type of personality you may have. But do you feel doing this test has actually taught you anything about yourself? I don't think it's really changed all too much. From mm. when we last did it. But even without doing that test, do you think that you've already understood yourself in that same, like you agree with what's here on the test as opposed to what you have understood yourself to be? Yeah, I think like looking back five years ago, it's very similar, only with minor differences in terms of how I react or how I perceive certain things. Mm. But I think that's maturity as well. Yeah. Obviously, maturity has a play to how I would comprehend certain conversations or scenarios and stuff like that. Mm. But I don't think there's much of a significant difference. Yeah. I think for mine, it's quite similar as well. The only thing that changed was the assertive from turbulent Tur- classification yeah. class and transitioning from that into an assertive kind of personality. That was interesting. And just reflecting back at to how I was five years ago when I did this test, it definitely does show. But the other thing I think doing this test again has shown a bit of clarity in terms of career-wise because there were some things. It's not even just career, just me as a person. It says that I'm a very adaptable person and 
no matter what life brings to me and what work I end in, I'm so adaptable to the point that I can excel in whatever I end up in, which I think is really true because I'm a very dedicated and a diligent kind of person, I would say, and if I was given a task and this is what I need to do, and it's a challenge, it's still new to me, I will still find a way to make it work or work out what I need to do. But the thing, that's the other problem because no matter what life throws at me, I can still manage myself and self-sustain myself to be able to carry out these challenges. But it's more like my challenge is figuring out what I truly resonate with or what truly aligns with me in terms of career. So it was saying that I sometimes will feel a bit lost if I'm not working in something that that truly aligns with my values or how I feel and I do kind of feel a bit of that within the last year I've been doing a lot of reflecting in terms of career paths or the direction of where I want to go and all that kind of stuff and I do feel a bit of that where I'm just not sure what aligns with me at the moment so I do feel lost. Mm. It makes sense because you're still figuring yourself out to be honest. Mm. So, and I think maybe the test showing and reflecting the fact that you're adapting or changing to what you are now, it's just you growing as an individual as well. But because you've changed as an individual as as you grow, you're realizing that what you're doing now may not be what you wanted to do previously. Well, it's just more like questioning, has my values or my goals changed? I think that's what it brings clarity to. Mm. This is maybe just telling me that I need to reflect and reassess and just have a think about the future directions. Because for the longest time, I've just felt lost and I didn't have an answer as to why I feel lost. And I think doing this kind of gave a bit of direction as to how I can find my path again. Mm, yeah. So that was good in that point. No, it's good. Well, I think that's really the summarised version of what our tests were in terms of the friendships and the relationship side of things. Yeah, there's so much more to it and yeah. there's like, she's just so much to read over. It's, I it's think, too much. <laughs> not too much. I think it's definitely really interesting if you're really into these testings and just getting to know yourself more and reflect and whether or not you want to see if it is actually true or if it reflects who you are as a person. I think yeah. it's really interesting. Yeah. But to sum it all up in a podcast it's really hard because there's just so much to so much, yeah. dig into and it goes into so many directions and yeah but interested to see where you guys would what your results will be and what you end up getting and if you feel that it actually is who you believe you are as yourself mm. we'll leave the link to the test and then you guys the listeners give it a crack see how you go let yeah. us know if there's something similar that you guys got in terms of results i think it's interesting to reflect and have these kind of conversations because normally we don't do this kind of stuff as mm. a standard so this might bring some or shed some light to you as to what sort of person you are yeah deep down yeah like it might not give you the clear answer but some sort of direction mm. and it was fun 
I'm glad you did it because it helped me see things about you or your personality in different ways too. And I think that might be it for today. Yep. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you so much. If you have reached to the end, we really appreciate you for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please share it with your friends or family and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. Make sure you share any topics you'd like us to cover or questions you might have to our Instagram. Slide it into our DMs. Bigger, bigger. You can also stay in the loop of all the behind the scenes and the release of our new episodes there too. Our Instagram is Ask the Duo Podcast. That's A S K T H E D U O P O D C A S T. Man, feels like I'm in a spelling bee competition right now. <laughs> All right, that's it for now, and we'll see you back here for our next episode. Bye. See ya. Bye.